This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. I can't change that. This week's podcast is bursting with bizarre powers, deeply personal stories that reveal the human condition and yellow spandex, because it's all about the X-Men with television writer and producer Brian Bradley. As always, you'll also hear our co-producer Sarah Meyer interviewing random human beings around Los Angeles in seeing how they feel about the X-Men. Do they like the X-Men? Do they like Cyclops? Do they think he had too many pouches on his costume in the 1990s? Do they have any idea what we're talking about? Are they running away in terror, screaming irrationally about the mutant threat? We will find out. But before we dive deep into the uncanny world of the X-Men, it's time to answer a listener-submitted question about their personal obsession. I throw out requests for obsessions like this on my Facebook and Twitter, so if you have an obsession that you would like addressed, follow me on the social media as at Joseph Scrimshaw. This week, Gary Catalano says, I am obsessed with reading Wikipedia articles detailing lists of characters from every film, comic, book, TV show I come across. Is it someone's job to make sure those things are created. First, and most importantly, Gary, please know you are not alone. I read comic book and TV show Wikipedia entries all the time, like it's my job. It's so not my job. It doesn't pay anything. I don't personally know if there are wiki editors who maintain certain sections of the Wiktionary, but I'm sure I could look up that information on Wikipedia, but that would really eat into my precious reading about superheroes time. So regardless of actual facts, I will say yes, it is someone's job to make sure all of our Wikipedia articles are up to date, Gary, and that person is every single one of us. It is all of our jobs, like democracy or live-tweeting Game of Thrones. We all have to band together to make sure Wikipedia has detailed information on important topics, such as the fact that when Psylocke projects herself onto the astral plane, she appears as a butterfly, and sometimes, but not always, there are eyes on her wings. I mean, the great experiment of democracy hinges on the concept of an educated populace. And before I sat down to record this, I was ignorant. How can I vote when I'm this ignorant? I did not know this important and basic fact about the X-Men. I mean, sure, I know all about Colossus and Apocalypse and Jubilee and the Dark Phoenix, but I did not know that there was a member of the X-Men just named Joseph. I learned that he is a cloned copy of Magneto. I learned that he was raised by a nun named Sister Maria. I learned that he is capable of personal levitation slash flight at high speeds and often produces a protective magnetic aura around his own body, but he cannot produce wormholes. I learned that just like almost every member of the X-Men, he died and came back to life. I learned all of that from the Wikipedia page. And yet, no one bothered to answer The most important question, why the fuck is he just called Joseph? He's Magneto's clone brother. You could have called him Magbro. He can't produce wormholes. You could have called him No Holes. That's a great superhero name. He can control the magnetic forces of the very Earth itself, and no one thought to call him Pole Master, Iron Brain, Supplement, Nothing. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's cool. There's a member of the X-Men that shares the same name as me, but it seems like a real dick move to not give him a code name. Like this question came from a person named Gary. Great human name, but I don't think there should be a member of the X-Men just called Gary. So instead of thanking Gary for this question, I'm going to thank him by his cool code name, WikiReader. Thanks, Gary, the WikiReader. And thanks to all the people who spend all this time to put this info on Wikipedia so I can waste hours of my life finding out exactly how powerful Dazzler's eardrums are. Also, if you are a Wikipedia editor, please visit my personal Wikipedia page and change my picture to a good one. Right now, my picture is me in mid-performance, and it looks like there are feral raccoons in my pants. But enough about me. Let's talk some more about me. Here are some plugs. If you enjoy Obsessed Podcasts, you can support us by becoming a backer on Patreon for as little as one buck a month. Full info is on patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or you can support all of the artists on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artist button, and go buy anything on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. It doesn't matter what you buy on Amazon. This week, I'm recommending that you go to Amazon and you search out every X-Men comic book that has ever featured the great hero known as Joseph. Finally, shows. I do shows. Here in Los Angeles, you can check out Head Cannon. It's a comedy game show about pop culture that I do with my pal Hal Lublin. Our next show is Friday, June 3rd at Nerdmelt Showroom with special guests Will Wheaton, Allegra Ringo, J. Elvis Weinstein, and Allie Gertz. But wait, that is not all. On Monday, May 30th, I'll be doing a live recording of Obsessed Podcasts with Molly Lewis and Angela Weber all about selfies. I'm also doing a double bill of stand-up and a live episode of Obsessed in San Francisco at Doc's Lab on Wednesday, June 22nd. That episode will be all about Netflix and will feature special guests Bonnie Burton and Rebecca Watson. For tickets and full info on all my shows, go to josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. But now, sit back. Use your mutant power to vividly picture stories from podcasts in your very mind and enjoy Brian Bradley's fantastic tale of being obsessed with the X-Men. Obsessed. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with an awesome, funny human being, Brian Bradley. Hello, Joseph. Thank you for coming and doing this. This is exciting. Yeah, thank you. I I've, really I've always it. wanted to, to be on your podcast. Oh, thank I you. I have. Yeah, your lovely wife has been on my podcast. That's right, and she rubs it in my face. Oh, does she really? Yeah. It's just every night before bed? Yeah, I wouldn't say every night, but it comes up. She's on some kind of schedule. I can't figure it out. <laughs> it just comes up erratically. Yeah, you think everything's going well. To. No, and then... she'll let, wait, wait for me to be happy for a moment, and then she'll... <laughs> so oh. when she sees the light in your eyes, yeah, it's time to strike. squash it. <laughs> Turn it out. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So this is a fun episode because uh, I really want to talk about this topic because the movie, a new movie is coming out. We're going to yes. talk about the X-Men, and you are... You up front, you like the X Men a lot. Yeah, you're not sure if you're obsessed with them. I would say I'm formerly obsessed. Okay, is that does yeah. that make any sense at all? Absolutely. <laughs> I have many things that I'm formerly obsessed about. Formally, where I like, yeah, maybe right. I'll get obsessed again. That's I'm right. considering reobsessing. <laughs> that well, that's that's true. I X Men were you know when I got into comics as a kid, and I'll I'll tell you this. I don't know when the appropriate time to tell the story is, <laughs> but um, you know X Men was the first thing that captured my attention. And um, and I the first X Men I ever saw were old comics in a in a, a friend's grandfather's basement. Wow! They were his father's comics, who was you know grew up in that house. And when he would come to visit his grandparents, 
we'd hang out in his grandparents' rec room, which was the classic Midwest Iowa Midwestern rec room. Yeah, wood paneling, kind of shady carpet. Yeah, a little mildew. It's yeah, I was gonna wet. say it smells of mildew and yeah. old booze. It's just wet down there, and there was a player piano, <laughs> which we would we would we would crank up. And then there were these boxes and boxes of comic books. I had actually never seen a comic book before. And his dad had been obsessed. So there are, there were all these comics from the 60s. And oh, 70s. wow. Yeah. From the early 70s and the late 60s, including the original, original X. Okay. Well, that's great. We're going to get right into that. But okay. first, I want you to tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, well, I am uh, I'm a TV writer. Nice. I could say that a TV writer and producer. Uh, producer is getting is I'm getting more comfortable saying that because that's a, is that a newer development that you have the official title of producer? Well, not really. Actually, since I've professionally been writing for television, since I was on Mad TV, I was a producer. Okay, you know that's a WGA the a Writers Guild right title, and it really isn't like you know a producer. You're not actually producing anything. Not not then I wasn't. Yeah. I mean you sort of did. You know, with your sketches, but then no. So yeah, but but now t- you're a big old cigar chomping. Now I, that's right. I have to get a cigar. I need to get one. <laughs> you got to chomp something. Oh my god, I'm orally fixated too. <laughs> I I actually think I, I'm cut out for a cigar. Okay. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I need to get on that immediately. So yeah, I um I've been writing for television, uh, shows like Mad TV, Scrubs, Happy Endings, other shows cool. of lesser esteem. <laughs> Um, and lots of television pilots, and I have um, the EP, along with my writing partner, Stephen Craig, of the new Uncle Buck series starring Mike Epps. Uh, and which, that's coming out really soon, right? Yeah. As we record? Yeah, it's coming up um, June 14th. Nice. Tuesdays in June. Um, they're kind of doing an hour of Uncle Buck um, starting at 9 on Tuesdays. Uh, so two episodes back to back. Yeah. 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 There I, we go. I feel uh, inundated by Uncle Buck because I got <laughs> caught up on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. And there's a lot of Uncle Buck ads. Is that true? Yeah, there really are. Yeah. Yeah. They, so the they, synergy between your life and our comic book <laughs> talk that we're going to do. How weird is that? <laughs> yeah. How unbelievably cuckoo is that? Yeah. And also, really, uh, um, ABC has been really all over it. Yeah. On On anything they own. Yeah, Which, on, like yeah, they own that. Yeah, and they're advertising it. Yeah. Well, I hope Uncle Buck goes goes awesome for you. Well, God, so do I, Joseph. <laughs> I mean, please. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you're gonna have to produce something, right? You'll have do... to I'll have to produce something else. <laughs> and I, I would rather just produce that one. Yeah. For now. Yeah. So yeah, you put a lot of work into it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the okay. X Men. So let's you've started to tell me that was gonna be my first question anyway of how you got hooked. So you are in a mildewy, yes. booze stinking basement with a player piano. You're in a basement that is written by Tom Waits, basically. It is, except it's just nice um, elderly couple on my street in okay. small town, Iowa. Um, you know, like, you know, they came and knocked on the door and we're like, you know, our grandson, uh, Chris is visiting <laughs> and, uh, he'll be with us for a couple of months. I don't know if you want to play with them or not. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And how old were you? Like, Twelve? Oh no, no, no. Younger? Um, I was probably eight or nine. Eight or nine. Okay. And yeah. you accepted the invitation to play with the strange boy yeah. in the basement? Yeah. Why not? Well, yeah. I mean, I actually didn't think anything strange about it at all. I mean, it's you know, just like it's a town of two thousand people. Okay, so, right. Yeah. You know, everybody knows everybody. It's it's um, and you certainly know everybody on your street. Yeah, including the retired farmer who <laughs> lives down <laughs> down the street and stuff. And so yeah, so I hung out with his grandson, 
um, who was actually kind of an asshole. Okay. But um, <laughs> as it turns out. and um, Like Cyclops? Yeah, he's a little like Cyclops. Okay. Yeah, he's, well, he's more arrogant. I okay. Think. He's less of a goody-goody. I don't know who he'd be like. He's kind of snotty. So maybe he's like young Bobby from the Marvel, you know. Oh, yeah, Bobby yeah. Bobby Dre from the Marvel universe. You know, yeah. The cinematic universe. The Marvel cinematic, kind of yeah. Kind of snotty and... You know, but we, he had all those comics down there and yeah, you know, and, and again, everything was in there. I mean, there was uh, a number three Fantastic Four. Wow. There was all those like old Sergeant Rock comics. Um, Man Bat was in there. You know, like these were old, mildewy, cracking comic books. And, and then I, I, you know, I could take any of them home and um, I stumbled upon the X-Men. You know, this is... Early X-Men, it's all the originals, pre-Blue Beast, you yeah. know. Oh, so it's still just Beast who's just bald and has big yeah. feet. It's just, yeah, big like, Hank. He looks kind of like Puck from Alpha Flight a little bit taller. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I, I, I told my father, um, I, I, I mean, I know it sounds like a Norman Rockwell painting. It was not. But I had two paper routes. Okay. I had the Des Moines <laughs> Register in the morning and the Waterloo Courier, which was an afternoon paper, in the afternoon, so I had my own money. Okay. So my dad, I tell my dad, you gotta drive me into Waterloo, which was the town near where we lived, kind of near Cedar Rapids. It's at, it, okay. Yeah, if two degrees of near, <laughs> so we're near Waterloo, which is near Cedar Rapids, and then people <laughs> usually go, "Oh yeah, oh that's a mildly okay. large city." Okay. Exactly. I think I've heard of it. It's a joke, isn't it? It's a joke <laughs> city. But um, and you know, there he would drive me in. There was one comic book store in Waterloo. A pretty janky one. Yeah. And they made me a pull list, you know, and I would go up every couple of weeks and because it's pretty far away and cl- get my comics. So you got to binge read because you'd have a couple months worth waiting for Absolutely. You. And yeah. it was, was it mainly X-Men you were collecting off of your love? Oh, well, New Mutants, X-Men, Spider-Man, big time. So we're talking this is uh, early to mid-80s yes, then if you're reading 80s. the New Mutants? Yeah. And Secret Wars. Right. Um... That limited series, which I think is 84. Yeah, I think um, right around there. Right around 84. So that's when this is. Okay. And, um, you know, um, I this was is, a big Wolverine fan. This is the height of Wolverine fever. Yes, Wolverine, Kitty Pride in Japan. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, Wolverine fever for sure. Yeah. Yes. Being, yeah, so well, amazing that he, I mean, he's a great, well-drawn character, but he's so fit with the 80s, that idea of being <laughs> just a little bit more, a little bit more extreme, that he was more violent and dark and brooding, and that he actually drank beer in a comic book, and yeah. he could be cut up, and he'd just heal. It was so, there's something he's, so... Well, he's a great, like, post. Vietnam post 60s 70s kind of I mean he has that Punisher kind of yeah anti hero yeah yeah and tr- just terrific I mean he was obviously I loved him I did love Cyclops cool uh, I always thought he was pretty cool and I just yeah so that's that's how I got into X Men and did you relate to that general theme of the sort of misunderstood youth? Or was it more just like these guys are cool? Or no. was like the was it firing on political social well, levels for you great, as a kid? They are great characters. Yeah, like they're great. I also liked some DC comics too. I like anything where someone could sort of project energy from their bodies. Okay, you know, uh, maybe not da- maybe not Dazzler. I but, still like that. <laughs> yeah, I projecting s- energy from your body. It's fantastic. Yeah. it's about as good as it gets. So they're terrific, terrific characters. But absolutely responded. To their outsider status. Okay, you know, I mean, it was re- it was really emotional for me because I I remember you know 
other comics didn't have that. I mean, it immediately jumped out to me that there was like there was real problems. Yeah, they, they'd be in street clothes and kind of sad and bummed out, and, <laughs> you know. And like, and I just remember thinking, oh, you know, there but for telekinesis go I. Yeah, you know that sort of uh, outsider a little bit. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. That they were actually in a little bit of danger at all times themselves, too. Yeah. Like, so yeah, what a great fantasy for a kid to be like, nobody understands me. Nobody's going to accept me. They hate me just because of who I am. Yep. But I can shoot cool shit out of my body. Right. Like, imagine if every geek could, could do something amazing. Yeah, I guess I never really, you know, at the time I probably didn't have that deep of a thought, but it was really what started me writing. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I give that all up to the X-Men and New Mutants. You know, because I what I wanted to do was draw them. You know, oh, okay. Desperately, and I had no talent at all, like <laughs> zero. Like, you know, I would see what I wanted, and my hand would absolutely do something else. Okay, I, I have no artistic ability, truly, truly, at all. So I'm frustrated by that. I just began to, in an effort to kind of get these things out of my head, I just began to write my own superhero. Oh, stories. So you, like, uh, narrative, longhand, prose. Yeah, around 11, 10 or 11, probably about 11, probably 11, going on 12. We had an Apple IIe okay. computer, which, which which is a great paperweight. Yeah. There's not much you can do with it. <laughs> you and, can type stories about Wolverine, Yeah, right? like 1987 or whatever, you know. Excuse me, that's about 85, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had it just before we moved uh, to Florida, and... I, I had basic. You could learn basic in yeah. junior high, you know? So I taught myself to write a little, like a little word processor. Oh, okay. And I just used it to print up my stories on an Epson dot matrix printer. I can, on I the, can on the hear continuous favor, that, that horrifying sound. Yeah, it's, it really is like a horrible alien yeah, noise. It is. Like, yeah, it should be used for one of the new Star Wars movies for like an evil droid. Because it sounds like an evil droid. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. What, what story did you... What kind of stories did you write? Was it just like Wolverine as a Mary Sue, as we, we would say no. nowadays, where Wolverine can do no wrong? No, I wasn't writing fan fiction. I was creating whole new teams of superheroes mutants or superheroes um, in general they weren't really mutants they were they'd be like a team like say like the defend like the defenders yeah or, okay or the west coast avengers they were like a lesser <laughs> like yes those are know, kind of the sad sacks of the 80s sad sack team of so it was really just the idea of coming up with a, these characters okay because that was the other thing that i thought was so cool about it was they were all so different they all had amazingly different personalities now when i sort of look back on it i realized Maybe not some of the best writing ever, but some of it's pretty great. And the world is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely his style. I went back and read, reread the uh, Dark Phoenix saga, you know, once I was an adult. And I had forgot that, oh, they just have thought bubbles where they explicitly and clearly understand all of their emotions in every situation and just say, I realize I'm feeling this because of this. And like, you guys are really mentally healthy if you can be thinking <laughs> so clearly about also, what you need and want. A lot of times they're doing comedy while they're fighting, too, which yeah. I, I, I would love. Yeah. So there's little bits. Wolverine's making jokes while he's sort of eviscerating somebody. Yeah, and he's the taciturn, quiet one. He really is. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. You Who know? is your favorite character? Who did you gravitate toward? I mean, now everybody loved Wolverine, but you said you liked Cyclops too. Yeah. Well, I really dug the battle between the two of them. Yeah. I completely understood them them both. I think I liked Cyclops' power. Yeah. Better. 
Really, that he could just shoot beams from his I eyes. I just thought it was because cool. I personally think it's cool, but I think we're in the minority there. Yes, and he looks cool. He's yeah. tall, thin, everything I'm not. And <laughs> um, But I think my favorite character from the X-Men is was probably Wolverine, just like everybody else. He's just cool. He's just a badass. He's he's also so tortured. Ultimately, yeah. he's you tortured, know, but for his, his his brooding and as tortured as a character he is, and we're inundated with them now. Yeah, because of the template characters like him created decades ago. Right, he there was always a vulnerability. Right, because he always had some sort of pseudo parental relationship going on. Yeah, he was he always was tortured by ref- someone he loved. You know, friend gr- young girls. <laughs> yes, he befriended <laughs> young girls, so you knew he was okay. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> fairly creepy. It yeah. really is. Yeah, I was just reading the new sort of rebooted um, X Men, and you know now you've got old Wolverine. You know, yeah, old and man Logan is that right? Old man Logan, right? And he's befriending young Jean Grey, who's now a teenager again. Okay. In in the way that X Men does all this with their crazy multiverse shit, and um, again, it's just it's it's strikes me now as a 44 year old man as as a creepy relationship yeah it's fully creepy. that's really weird when you're coming into it with the baggage of we've told decades of stories that this guy is in love yes. with this woman yes and, but now he's an old man and she's a teenager yeah it's not is a little creepy town it's not okay now cyclops would never do that right because cyclops no. is a stand-up guy he like he maybe is. maybe has some jealousy whatever maybe yeah. a little bit of a stick <laughs> up his ass yeah I For think rules? He, he would never, he wouldn't do that. He he would he would stop himself and and um, and be you know kind of um, the brooding like he's like you know what he is he's like he's like an he's like an excellent athlete yeah you know he's like he's like a good looking captain of the of of the football team <laughs> you know yeah maybe the volleyball team yeah I don't know how deep Scott Summers really really is at the end of the day yeah I don't think you he's know? as complicated or as tortured as no. Wolverine because he just he is on a he's a straight shooter which is kind of a pun unfortunately but uh, because <laughs> of his eyesight but I never understood growing up why people hated Cyclops because uh, my my brother and I would sort of claim characters and I could kind of like them but he right. had claimed Wolverine. So I liked Wolverine, but I couldn't fully embrace Wolverine. So you went Cyclops. So I went Cyclops. Oh, nice. Uh, and this happened a lot where I would gravitate towards a little bit more of the stand-up guy. And I never really got why people hated Cyclops. Right. I related to him because he couldn't get the girl. So like, hey, great. Yeah. He, or he had the girl, but not really. He should uh, get the girl. Though. He should get he the girl. He has the looks, you know. Yeah, he has the training. I, then I played a video game. This is maybe mid-2000s. Just right. a not very good X-Men punching each other video game. And they each had a little phrase they said when they won. Right. And I figured out Cyclops' tricks, and I would win as Cyclops. And then Cyclops says, heart is what wins the battle. No. And it was just so dickish and annoying. I was what like, a douche. That's why people don't like you, Cyclops, <laughs> you douchebag. You're such a D-bag. He also is kind of an awesome character, too. Just looked great. Yeah. Just a terrific looking character. Because I was also a Silver Surfer fan. Was Iceman. I really, oh, yeah. I, I really liked him a lot. I thought he looked he looked cool in his full ice icy form. His new look is I'm not. I haven't seen so his much. new look. Is he shinier? Is no, he no? He's slimmer. He, he's a little slimmer. He's less of the the kind of like um, just monotone mo- one color look. He has a, it really dumbs a sort of a singlet on. Okay, and he's he's got these douchebag Guy Fieri glasses, which. <laughs> I, I want to write somebody and say, just get those off of him. Oh, yeah. I don't understand it. But, yeah. Yeah, I think I you lo- could... I, I loved also the New Mutants had great 
I mean, they're technically X Men. Yeah, they had great characters too. New Mut- yeah. Mutants was amazing, especially back in the eighties. Right when they first worked. I mean, I got in on the ground floor. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, I I loved them all. I, I but Sunspot is also just a terrific, and it was such a a very well drawn book too at that time. Yeah, Bill Sinkovich. Yeah. And yeah. it just sunspot such a cool looking. I just like that kind of that kind of character. Yeah. So he was pretty cool. Plus, I think he's Brazilian or something. Yeah, he is Brazilian. Yeah, <laughs> and that that was the thing that I didn't like. I understood it on a rational just level uh, that oh, they're all from different places because yeah. we really want to represent that right. being a mutant is a global thing. But thinking about it again as I was kind of preparing for this podcast, I was like, oh wow, that was a really cool thing to yeah. do. To be introduced to all this diversity, and most of it's it pretty true. cool. Of not like diversity, where like, well, you're from this place, so you're going to have this power that you would identify with <laughs> yeah, this place. Yes, you know, like yes. Wolverine's from Canada, but he's not Iceman cause no. just because he's from Canada. You know, yeah, and that kind not, of thing. He doesn't create cheese curds. From his, <laughs> uh, <eyes>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. shoot uh, molten poteen. <laughs> I was going to ask you uh, some theoretical questions about powers. Okay, if you had Wolverine's healing powers, yeah. What kind of irresponsible things would you do with them? Well, I'll tell you, I I would. De- Here's the thing: I'm a hypochondriac. Okay. In real life, and and as a child, I was too. And I think his power would cure would cure me, right. literally cure me of it. <laughs> and so I would do everything that I wouldn't do now. You know, like I would eat anything I, I want to eat. <laughs> uh, I would like try. I'd be. Mo- I, I would. Um, not worry about blood clots in my calves. <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe so, from a forty-four-year-old perspective. Yeah, so Wolverine's superpower to you is to be a little less n- to neurotic, be marginally healthy, and not neurotic. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I loved. I, I guess I would kind of do what, things that he would do. I would definitely try things that I wouldn't like. For instance, you know, I just recently was asked by some friends, and I've been asked this in the past. And I really need a sort of standard card I can just send people with this answer, which is, hey, do you want to go skydiving? <laughs> and and my answer it used to be polite, which is like, wow, that's interesting. But now it's just absolutely not. <laughs> no I absolutely fucking don't way. want to do that. Yeah. That to me is an unforced error. <laughs> you know? For you, is it just the, it is so terrifying, it would not be fun? Or is it the... Yeah. This would be an incredibly dumb way to die. Uh, that's B. Okay. B. I don't I just don't want people going. He didn't need to get in that flame. He really didn't. Yeah. He uh he did that of his own volition. Okay. And um yeah, he could be alive right now if he just <laughs> didn't jump out of a plane <laughs> of his own of his own accord. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yeah. That to me is just the shame, maybe it's the Midwestern guy in me. The shame of of people going, Yeah. You know, that was a dumb way to go. <laughs> Well, when life is that hard and yeah. when you are uh, worried about other health things, yes. to say, I'm going to throw myself out of a fucking plane. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not doing that. So would you do it then if you had Wolverine's powers? Absolutely. Though? So if you had Wolverine's powers, it would improve your social life because you'd be able to say yes to friends yes. when they ask you to jump out of a plane. That's correct. I'd be able to get involved in their fun things, like where they where they uh, do zip lines over tree canopies and things. Okay. I'd be able to get involved with, uh, right. with that without taking an out of it. Because you're like no to any of those things. Well, yes, I'm no to most of those yeah. things. Yeah. I like to stay on the ground. Yeah. Um, I do. I was <laughs> I just in Hawaii. I a solid and, choice. Yeah, I like, you know, I don't mind like taking the kayak, you know, in a hike or something right. like that. But like, I, I guess I ultimately not 
for a guy that likes comic books and adventurous things, very adventurous myself, which I suppose is the description of 99% of all nerds. I think of a, a lot of people, yeah. Like yeah. you, I think that's what the power of some of the comic book and superhero storytelling is, is yeah. take these general attitudes of being heroic and apply them to, like, your troubles at work yeah you know it doesn't mean go out and do incredibly dangerous things it doesn't mean I hey just, you know what wolverine is like work, it just made me think of wolverine and kathy working together. <laughs> and like i just kathy instantly the saw character? the whole them having a relationship <laughs> where, where kathy's really excited to have such a attractive fit yeah manly guy in her life but he's so Harry. emotionally unavailable to her and he just does whatever he wants. Yeah. Ultimately, she's 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 miserable in the relationship. And I don't know what Wolverine is doing to Kathy, but it's changing. <laughs> it's changing her. It's changing her. Taking her away from Cyclops. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that because Wolverine's got the great descriptive noise of his claws coming up. His snick, snick. Goes well with ah, Kathy's catchphrase. <laughs> well, that's what it would be. She, she would be having a cup of coffee. You know, she hates Mondays. And... She'd be having a cup of coffee in her, in her apartment, I suppose. I imagine it's an apartment. I really don't know much yeah. about Kathy. And he'd snick behind her, I guess, to maybe to pull some toast yeah. out of uh, the toaster. Because he doesn't mind getting electrocuted. No, but, he can take it. He can take it. And that she goes, it's snick and act. And that's what's going on all the time. <laughs> He's startling her, I think, a lot. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's Terrific. great. All right, my next powers question. Okay. That was so great. If you could read minds like Professor X, would you actually want to do it? Hmm. Well, it's one of those that's a little complicated. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you my first instinct. Yeah. My first instinct is yes, because I am a, a, a shamelessly curious person. Yes, you are a student of the human condition. I, I really love people. I, I, I really love being around people and... Um, knowing about them and, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, how maybe others do this as well, but I'm instantly making up stories about them yeah. as soon as I see every single person I see. I used to for a long time. I, I, I would have an uncontrollable urge when I first met somebody to imagine what they looked like having sex. <laughs> every single person. Really? Old, n- not children. Right. But, but. But, You're not old man Logan. Yeah, yeah, no, not creepy old Logan. No, I would imagine, and it was, it was, it became a compulsion that I could not stop. So it started as a rational thing, and then became a yeah. Compulsion? Well, I think one day I was just like, oh, I wonder what they look, and then you know, look like having sex, and then I, I sort of take, make a little thought experiment and imagine <laughs> it for a second, and then you know, and then it became a thing where I would just see people and instantly. I would see them in some sexual position. Okay. So I became disgusted with myself. <laughs> so I, I I made an act conscious effort to change it. Okay. And, and and to change this compulsion. So now what happens when I first meet someone, I imagine what their wedding picture looks like. Aw. I, I try to look And they're at, fucking in their wedding picture. Yeah, right? they're all fucking in it. <laughs> it's uh they're pretty raw. It's pretty raw. <laughs> It's like Russian porn. It's oh, bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. I took your nice thing and yeah. made it. No. So not I did. Nice. I wonder. So that, so I I would. Well, look, you didn't do it. I did it to myself. <laughs> I w- I wonder. Um, you know, I would want to know about people, but then I wonder if it would ultimately make me sad. I think that's a terrible power. Yeah. Because 
having definitive knowledge about what other people are thinking about you is, I think, mostly horrible. Right. You and, just don't want it. Yeah. And I don't think, I think it's become, makes you a nihilist pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah, that's always the worst power to me is, tele- is telepathy. Yeah. And Professor X is pretty tortured about Torture. it and how to use it in yeah. most iterations of the X-Men. Yeah. He he does he's he's always struggling. Jean Grey struggles too. They all struggle. Anyone who has that power is in is, is in misery. So you, you would know? reject it, even if it would. Yeah, I think I think that's not a power I would want to have. Yeah, I think that's pretty understandable. And also, it makes sense because you you like being curious about people, so you want to either yeah. investigate or imagine. I want to do that, but not just get an info yeah. download. That's boring. Yeah, I want to in- I want to make it up. Yeah, and and stuff. Uh, it might be good to have a telepathic with me. So once I make it up, I could go, Barry. I assume my te- telepathic friend's <laughs> name is Barry. I say, Barry, let me know if this is somewhere close to the truth about this person. Just to hone my Okay, my and you like send them the wedding picture. Yeah. Like, Did I nail it? <laughs> yeah. Did I Did nail, they nail it, it, Barry? <laughs> what do you think? All right, my next power question yeah. is about Rogue. I, I really like Rogue. I like her yes. also very emotionally conflicted Tortured. power. Of weird power touching someone and taking away their powers, uh, up to sometimes killing them, and, and so yeah. so that's the actual power. And then of course being conflicted of I can't touch people I care about. Right. So if you had Rogue's powers, would you use them to take away other people's uh, abilities? Yeah, you know this is one of the things that's great about the X Men. There are powers that suck. Yeah. There are powers. That are not, they can't be made into a, a fighting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a fighting technique or yeah. applied to a fight, a team of superheroes. You know, they're just bad powers. And I always loved the idea of that. And again, Rogue is, is that person. She, you know, they kind of made her take, I think, she, did she take Marvel Marvel Girls? Yeah. Ms. Marvel's. Yeah, I think uh, it was Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Like, that's why she can fly and why she's strong. Yeah. And like, at least in that, in that. I think way back in the 80s, I think at this yeah. point she's been yeah. retconned in other ways to I'm have sure. strength and flight. And... <laughs> but, but she, at that, in the 80s, that's how she was. So they had to give her something to do. But the power itself is a misery. It's, it's absolutely useless. And it only, God, it's such an emotional power. You just can't be close to anybody. Yeah. A lot of their powers are like that. They're about, you know, they're thinly veiled metaphors for, you know, our issues, yeah. interpersonal issues. Just like have. emotional longing, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think that's portrayed pretty well in that first X-Men movie. Yeah, so if you had the power, if you no. just, if you had the power, uh, would, I would take... you ever take something you wanted? Yeah, I, I'm just, I don't know why, but I'm saying no. No, I, I think it's I, pretty uh, rational. I, I think if I had that power, I would be like a hoarder or something. I'd okay. be like just alone. I'd, I'd, I'd you know... Um, secrete myself somewhere away okay. from the world because no good can come of it. Yeah. Ultimately. What a terrible thing. No. Yeah. So no. No. You know? no. Understandable. Yeah. I think I would be a little tempted. Because you would. To just, not to hurt anybody, but just, just to see what it's like. Just to see what's, or just to fill those gaps. Like you get old enough and you start to know yourself and know it just like, I'm never going to learn that skill. I'm never going to be good at it. Right. And I'm extrapolating that it's, that, uh, not just powers, but like I've always wanted to sing, and I just I am tone deaf. I can't. Right. And there'd be a part of me if I knew I had that power, just like, what if I just brushed up against a real good singer for just a second? <laughs> yeah. Could I take that? Could yeah. I just take it for a second? Would be better if it were like 
I wish there was a character called Carbon called CC. <laughs> CC is better than Rogue. Yeah, for sure. CC is like I'm going to carbon copy your powers briefly. <laughs> you won't see. You won't notice any difference. Yeah, but I'm going to take your singing ability for a half an hour. Yeah, for just that's a half a, an that's hour. That's a better power. Give it back. The, yeah. the one where you take away because again, that's the B side, right? Right. You take away, so you go and you touch, you know, Tom York to, uh, and, and now Tom York. <laughs> Can't fucking sing. Yeah. And his whole world is... Shre- I mean, I just couldn't live with that. Yeah, yeah. Then he, yeah. Tom York could always be auto Did I tell you anxiety issues? That one would really... That's no problem. And so, I just realized, by the way, my psyche friend Barry... Uh, Barry is the name of my my shrink. Okay. So, I, so that's pretty gross. That'd be something I'll have to bring up. Is I guess I... Uh, oh, like in real life. Equate... Yes. Dr. Barry Lieberman. <laughs> and I, I think I, equi- I must equate telepathy with my head shrinker. Oh, man. With my psychiatrist. I'm, man, please come yeah. and relate this tell you what. whole thing. This whole thing's a mess. Yeah. Is I'm he, a mess. Is he going to listen to this podcast? I think it's very unlikely. <laughs> I think bordering on uh, it's the smallest possible percentage. So uh, I would certainly, and I, I certainly have neurotic tendencies, and I was certainly a, a kid who worried about things. Right. X-Men, I think, there was more to worry about in the world of X-Men because every character had their own little personal drama like that. Yeah. The stakes were always very, very high. Right. Did it, did it make you uncomfortable ever as a kid? Did it make Absolutely. you, like, too stressed out to be like, I'm binge reading four comic books in a row and I kind of can't handle the next issue? No, I, I mean, it made me uncomfortable, but I was, I was always compelled. You know, I just realized the other thing about them that I loved was, you know, they had each other. Right. So I love the idea, even then, of of a found family, you know. Yeah. So a family that is is you 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 assemble as opposed to the one that you're kind of given. I think I was always really really wrapped up in the sort of soap opera of their little team and jealous of these outsiders, these freaks who had found each other, found you know this school and this man to sort of be their father figure, take care of them. You yeah. Know, um, again, he does put them in a danger room where they can be killed. So I'm not, sometimes I wonder what the fuck is up with him. But yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I, 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 I never really got like that. I never turned away from it. I, I but I could remember just going. Some of this feels adult. <laughs> you know, it's pretty adult. Yeah. Even if you didn't understand what it was, I remember Absolutely. thinking that I was actually learning things about yeah. life and romance because there were a lot of romances, uh, Storm and Forge, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I remember thinking, oh, that's how relationships work. You, yeah. you you try to work through it together, and then sometimes you have a conflict because you want to be the leader of the Morlocks. <laughs> And you just have to compromise and you find really a way to do. make it work. That's it. <laughs> uh, this is a quick dumb question. Which sound effect do you prefer, Snicked or Nightcrawler's Bamf teleportation oh. sound? God, I forgot about Nightcrawler. Bamf has come to have a different meaning now, which yeah. is great fun. I like, um, I like Snicked. Yeah, I choose Snicked. Is it's it just good. because of the Wolverine love, or I like just... the K? I think it's absolutely an aural thing. I like how it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I get all, Banff is really though descriptive. Like you know, it was it's a perfect kind of sound for him to to make when he. I always knew what that was. Yeah, it's a soft. When he would disappear, I would always hear that. You know, it's yeah. like it was it was soft. It was it was velvety. You know, and, and it's good. But but there's nothing more terrifying than hearing those claws come out. Yeah, yeah. 
and it was yeah. well done of that. You're in trouble. Yeah. It, that, it. It's a sort of like superhero version of your parent yelling your whole name. Like, you're in trouble <laughs> you're now. You're in trouble. When you hear snicked, you're yep. in trouble. That's, you got your middle name, you got it all. <laughs> one, yeah. of the, one of the huge things uh, that I thought about as a young X-Men fan was I wanted powers. Right. I wanted to go yeah. through that. And Me too. So I want to walk you through, if right. you were a mutant, in that whole sort of fantasy that I think a awesome. lot of X-Men fans do. So we're going to start with you're a teen. Right. Prepubescent. Okay. It's about to happen for you. I'm just about to to see my power manifest. Yeah, exactly. So where do you where do you want to be from? Do you want to do you want this to be based on you or do you want to uh, just use a flight of fancy and be set yourself somewhere else? Well, let me think for a second. I think you know, um we've seen small town um, emergences yeah. and big city emergences. I think it would be really cool to be like so in in some place like like Tahiti, okay, like a Polynesian, okay. I love a Polynesian. Maybe I just got back from Hawaii. Maybe that. <laughs> but I, while I was there, I was like, this is a culture I don't know enough about. Okay, you know, yeah. And um, so I think that would be cool. Okay, I so think you're so you're on a little island in you know Micronesia. Okay, you're in Micronesia. Okay, all right, and you start to go through puberty, right, and. You at the coconut farm. Yeah, at the coconut farm. <laughs> you. That's how much I know about Micronesia, by the way. <laughs> I'm I'm certain there are no coconut farms. Okay. I don't think they think of them as farms. I don't think they do them on little islands. But anyway. So you're just we're we're assuming. For yes. Now. It's 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 a black box. Anything could be there. Okay. Right. Yeah. Maybe we should do what comic books do, and for cultural sensitivity, make up a fictitious version. Yes. Of a Polynesian island. Yeah. Um, the island of uh, pa- Pakiki. Pakiki. Yeah. Okay. Pa'akiki. Pa'akiki. There's a, there's definitely an apostrophe in there. <laughs> okay. <And a> glottal stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you go. You're going through puberty. It's yep. a bummer, but exciting. Right. And something traumatic happens to make your powers emerge. Uh, what's what's your, what's this character's name, by the way? Oh boy! Now I have to come up with a a Polynesian name. <laughs> yeah. um, we, we wrote ourselves into a corner already. Yeah. Malo. Malo. All right. I don't know if that's not. Um, and he's got a long, unpronounceable, um, <laughs> t- t- you know, Pa'akikian name. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Malo. Malo. Uh, so what, is, what traumatic event happens to Malo? I think, I think there's like a storm. Okay. I think there's a bad cyclone. He's poor. They're kind of subsistence farmers, like subsistence fishermen. And I think I think there's a bad tropical storm. Okay. That floods his his shoreline village. And when his village is flooded, he is yes. stressed out. His village is flooding. He's just getting pubes. Yes. What powers emerge suddenly to respond to the flood? To respond to the flood. Well, I mean, um, don't, that's not usually the way the X Men work. Like uh, that, your powers emerge in response to yes. the thing, but but something stressful happens and you shoot rays. Yeah, or, or you have Banshee's voice. Yeah, I guess you could. Yes, you, you Moira McTaggart could turn into a wolf. What a bummer! See, that some of them are terrible. <laughs> They're just terrible to manifest. <laughs> um, and I don't want to do that thing where he's Polynesian. So he's like, he could control seashells. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like conks. He could call the conks to it. You know. Um, yeah, so it could be totally unrelated. Yes. He could have the mutant power to, uh, you know, whistle in perfect pitch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so what is a his power, power emerges. I want him to have an aggressive power. Okay. I want him to have a, 
attacking power. And you said you like it when things come out of the, right. the body. I like that. Okay. I think I think I love the idea of like some sort of sun powered. Okay. You know, uh, I don't want to. There's been a million of these, but some some sort of like storage of energy. Okay. That that manifests in probably some kind of explosive. <laughs> oh, so like yeah. maybe he can absorb energy that's coming into him, right? And then release it. And then release it or redirect it. Redirect it. Yeah. So like if he's he's getting flooded, he could absorb the flood, right? Absorb the energy of that that flood. Yeah. And then redirect it just out into the yeah. atmosphere. And as a as a young teen puberty it would just go everywhere, right? It would be sploosh. <laughs> It'd be disgusting. It'd be disgusting. He needs to lock the door when he's using his power, for sure. Okay. For sure. So does, does, what what come what comes out? I love the idea of like some I, I love when they explain this, you know, like yeah. Cannonball. They would always explain his power, right? Because he fired like his lower half just turned into a rocket, That's pretty much, right? right. <laughs> you couldn't see his legs, yeah, because they're just and a it was fiery like some blur. sort of like you know biochemical, um, you know, propulsion. He wasn't he from Iowa? Or? No, he was from Georgia. He was from Georgia. Okay, yeah, he's southern. He's a yeah. redneck. Kind of. Yeah, a redneck with red legs. Yeah, yeah right. That burst into flame. Okay. Here goes Cannonball. You know, I like the idea of 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 being able to like shoot, shoot a, a some sort of directed beam. So okay. maybe he can take in whatever whatever energy, like elemental energy, maybe okay. sun, wind, rain, like elemental energy, okay. and redirect it as is energy, as per, like basically a laser beam. Okay. You know? Yeah. In what part of the body would you want it to come out of? I love it when they just like I don't. I, I like the hands. Hands That's are great. Pretty cool. Yeah. But I sort of love it when it just sort of erupts from their chest. Oh, just like straight out of the chest. Yeah, I like, love that. A like message I, from my heart. Yeah, just a huge <laughs> beam of yeah explosive power. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So life life goes on. Shaking the coconuts from it's, the tree. It's a little difficult. Yeah. He, uh, he begins to master this. He let let's say uh, that a mentor figure. From the X-Men, crashes on the mm, island. That's good. Who is the mentor figure from the X-Men who arrives to discover the abilities? That's a good one. Oh, I, I, you know, since it's now, I, I think Kitty Pride is pretty good. Nice. I think she'd be, she'd be useful yeah. to him because she was the ultimate sort of teenage uh, mutant. Yeah. You know, in my opinion. Yeah. The young, yeah, the younger generation, like the Jubilee, I understand, but yeah. Yeah, like I, you know, I mean, she, she, she's cool. She's yeah. just a cool chick, and I think she'd be, she'd be useful to him. Okay, I like her. I don't know how she's crashed there, but um, you know, let's maybe say she just got real drunk. And she was flying on the plane, and she just uh, <laughs> fell right fell through, through the bottom of the plane. Her, her power is that, moving through things. That's unfortunate. She's got to watch her her shit. <laughs> she did exactly what you don't want to do in life. Exactly. She fell out of a plane. God bless her. <laughs> Oh, poor Kitty. Okay, uh, so she comes. So Kitty Pride. Yep. I think Shadow Cat these days. Yeah, Who Shadow knows? Cat. Shadow Cat. Uh, she arrives. She discovers the, the powers of Malo. Love Malo. Malo that he can absorb various elemental energies and then just shoot them out of his fucking chest. Yes. Balls out, shoot them out of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "I have a school for you. <laughs> yeah. I have several strange old men who would like to be your father <laughs> would figure. Like to be, would you like to be the ward of an older, <laughs> a nice older gentleman? I'm going to protect you. I know what it's like." I mean, I'm, it's... I'm going to take you in. There are plenty of wise women in the X-Men. <laughs> I'm going to... It's not at all like a Stanley Kubrick 
eyes wide shut situation <laughs> where you're just in a, an old fancy mansion and people are walking in in feathered masks. Don't don't at all be concerned by that mallow. Yeah, that's the Hellfire Club, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Um. So she takes him. She takes him in. She takes him in. Makes him a part of the help, team. Makes him a part of the team. Got to figure out your. Got to figure out your costume and your and your your name. Yeah. Team so name. so what is Malo's costume and hmm. code name? Well, you know, sometimes they're a little straight up. Yeah. You know, you know, element. You know, is not bad. It sounds awfully peaceful. It sounds like he can control wind chimes. It does. It sounds like a, a new age band. <laughs> It sounds like when your brother-in-law is in a new age band yeah. and you have to go see them. I think I've and been on just, a, like a, yeah. uh, a cruise ship that the restaurant is called Elements. Elements. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he could, it could be a psych out. Yeah, it That could he's be. got a peaceful name and then Elements fire out of his fucking chest. He fires, he fires the combined energy of all the wind, rain, and sunlight uh, at you and fucking melts your face. Yeah. Element. Element. By Malo. By Malo. <laughs> At Malo. It's Malo sounds also like a resort. <laughs> You've been to the, the restaurant Element at Malo? Yeah. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. What a spot. Yeah. The lobster yeah. bisque. The, the one we were just at was, uh, uh, the restaurant was Tide Pools. <laughs> Tide Pools. Yeah, they all have those names. Yeah, it sounds a little scary. Yeah. Okay, so Malo's you went... kind of a dick. I'm not liking him now. I feel bad okay. about him. Yeah. I, I got to give him a better name, but I don't know what it is right now. Uh, Element is, is not bad. Um, chest burst. Chest burst. Chest burst, yeah. <laughs> burst? Oh, burst. Burst is I good. I like burst. It sounds like a like a soda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it's you know, they all kind of do though. They really do, yeah. They really do. Sunspot, Sunspot for sure. Sunspot, you know. Yeah. They all Shadow sound like Shadow Cat. They all sound like energy drinks of some kind. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Wolverine. Cannonball. <laughs> Are you guys ready to go rogue with your energy drink? Banshee. Storm in a can. <laughs> yeah. Right? It works, yeah. They all are energy drinks. Yeah. So, Burst. Yeah. You, you like Burst? I like Burst. I'm going nice. with Burst. Nice. Okay, so Burst joins the X-Men. Now, as we've been talking about, they all have their sort of uh, personal dilemma within the larger dilemma yes. of the X-Men. Right. What is Malo's dilemma? Was he happy to leave his island? You know what would be terrific is... I'd love him to be sort of overweight. Okay. So I love that if he's a kind of big, kind of doughy guy a little bit. I don't think we've seen that really. I mean, not that many. Outside of, yeah, you know, like they don't the look blob. They have the blob. A cruel character. <laughs> it is a cruel character. And then they have Glob. Have you seen Glob? No. So, so yeah, this is in the newest X-Men. And this guy is the most fucked up looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he's huge. He's got a, um, his shape is blob-like and vaguely pink. Okay. And inside you can see his skull and his bones. Okay. Like suspended in like tomato, like aspic. Like it's, it's like, <laughs> I don't even get it. I yeah. Remember. I guess he's big and strong. Okay. He's completely disgusting looking. Okay, so yeah. we don't gonna fat, slim, good body. Yeah. <laughs> so we slim don't want to go body. that disgusting with uh, no, with but, burst. But I like burst being a little bigger. Okay, he's bulkier. He's husky, little. like he's, actually husky, not yeah. an insult. <laughs> exactly, husky. not what not what your what your grandma says about you. I, you know, I made sure to get it in a husky size for you because I noticed that Thanksgiving you you'd uh, you'd gotten a little a little 
uh, beefier. You've embraced the husky yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, and be husky. Yeah. You're beefy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's probably dealing, you know, with the problems of of living in a in a world where the ocean levels are rising and you live in a, on a Pacific island. Okay, you know. I mean, the, you know, it's, it's it's actually paradise there, but it's there's a lot of poverty, okay, and um, a lot of pressures, environmental pressures on these people. They're the canaries in the coal mine, really. You know, the Seychelles Islands and the Indian Ocean are going to be underwater in 15 years. Okay, whole culture gone from the earth. <laughs> so he would probably have that you perspective know. of yeah. like, hey, it's great that we go out and fight all these fights uh, to defend. Yeah. Uh, humankind and everything but maybe we should go uh, attack some oil companies <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe he is maybe he's like a little sick and tired of yeah seeing you know the traditional way of, of life there being just slowly eviscerated over time you know by greed yeah so i'd love him to be an anti-greed have an anti-greed bent okay you know excellent that's not bad yeah i like that so i'm liking you, burst a little more now you oh you're you're coming around to burst I'm coming around i think more. burst is pretty great i think yeah. it fits in yeah it could be nice and distinctive what is the distinctive noise that that his uh, chest blast makes when he fires the elements buzz jump <laughs> <laughs> buzz jump i think it makes oh no that sounds great because it yeah. sounds like it's it's warming up with the buzz and jump. then jump is jump. in your face yeah <laughs> i love it yep have you heard of the x-men i've heard of them have you read the comics or seen any of the movies no totally not Yes. I was a big fan of the cartoon in the 90s. That's how I got into it, so that was where my heart is, I guess. Are you excited for the new movie? Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Are you guys excited? One, two, three. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Oscar Isaac's in it, right? Who's that? <laughs> well, who's your favorite X-Man? Cyclops. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, it's one of those childhood things that you're just kind of drawn to without really any rhyme or reason. It just felt... Right, I don't know. Cyclops is always just like, you know, the point person, like, you know, the one with the plan. In the movies, they've made Wolverine into the leader, but Wolverine kind of comes in and is like, I'm not listening to you, I'm going to do my own thing. And then the others are like, well, that's kind of interesting, I'm going to follow that guy. And Cyclops is like, oh, all right. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? <laughs> Mystique. How come? Because Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, definitely Mystique, I think. Oh, oh, Mystique. Mystique right? Yes, yes. So Wolverine is named for uh, an animal. What animal do you think would make the best superhero? Jaguar. I was thinking like bear would be cool, but then they're kind of like slow. Fish or cat? Maybe a puffer fish because it's more of a surprise tactic. Ooh, I would have to say platypus because it's, it's like, it's not one or the other. It's like a mixture of a lot of different animals. If you could read minds, what would you want to find out? I think that would be horrible. I'd feel so intrusive. I wouldn't want to know. It'd be like being a therapist, but you can't do anything about it, and it's just you hear everybody's stuff. Well, how does Professor X cope with it? A lot of ganja, I guess. Just really, really just numb that right on down. Maybe that's how. Probably drugs. <laughs> just got to medicate somehow. <laughs> I'd lose my mind if I could read minds. Too much to handle. But how would you stop yourself? You could, like, that's why I'd lose my mind. Yeah, I would have to cut myself. out my brain. <laughs> 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 We're going to move on to the how obsessed are you questions. Yes. So now I know that you 
like X-Men a lot. We've talked about it. And I know right. you, you have a deep understanding. They had a big effect. They they helped you become a writer. Yes. I think I am more, I am discovering that more in this interview as I, as I discuss it. <laughs> cool. It's so true. Feel free to answer these questions, honestly, however you want. You yeah. don't have to be obsessed with I, I've, I've sort of fallen out of, of uh, uh, the world of them. So. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can rightly say I'm obsessed. Okay, well, we'll find out. Obsessed. We'll find out with these highly analytical oh, questions. Gosh. Here we go. Do you think about the X-Men every day? I think I have to because they're on... My wife runs Geek Girl Authority. Right. And so there's, there's, there's always, always a trailer or some new news, and I'm being alerted to it. Okay. So, yes. So I, I, you... I think I do. I think I think of them, I think of them every day. Okay. Have you ever had a dream about the X-Men? Yes, for sure. You... As a kid, I, I absolutely. My fantasy was to have mutant powers. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I had those dreams a lot. Not recently. Okay. Recently, I have anxiety dreams. <laughs> They're very different. I hope tonight that you have a dream about... I hope so, too. About Malo. Yeah, about yeah. being the great burst. <laughs> Would you name a child after a character in X-Men? Hmm. I might give them a middle name. Okay. I don't know if I would torture them with the first one, but I, I could see... I would love to name a girl like Michelle Wolverine <laughs> Bradley or... Lisa Snicked <laughs> Bradley. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I, I, could, I could see myself doing that. Do you think your wife Audrey would go along with it? No, I don't think so. Not one, not for one moment. Probably because she would want to use something from Star from, Trek. For, or Doctor Who. Or Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. kid could just have 800 middle names. <laughs> yeah, she's not into the X-Men at all. Okay. I mean, she likes them. She likes all that stuff. But, like, that's not her passion. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever met somebody who's just like, I hate the X-Men. Yeah. I, I actually don't know anyone who does either. And, again, who 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 hates the X-Men or even any of this stuff? Like, who hates Star Trek? Who yeah. hates it? I mean, yeah. I get it. You don't, you don't get it or it's not for you. Yeah, I guess. How do you hate it? You can, <laughs> it's easier to yell at people about being a nerd with Star Trek. There's a lot more attached to that. Oh, yeah. I, maybe it just goes back to that sort of the coolness of Wolverine as an antihero and the coolness of, like, yeah. You have to go through puberty, but you get to have powers. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. There's something, yeah. yep. there's something for such a geek thing. There's something cool about the X-Men. That's very true. Uh, anyway, would you read or write X-Men slash fiction? Well, I don't think I would write it. Okay. But I could see myself reading it. Okay. I could see it. I mean, you know, Check I it think out. that's out of curiosity. kind of cool. I, I might have to Google that when I yeah. get home <laughs> and see. I think it's this, this, this whole slash fiction thing is just absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And, 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 and as a person who loves fan culture, and I, I think a lot about how fans interact with the things they love. Yeah. Like, I have a book of Big Lebowski. They're scholarly papers oh cool about not the big lebowski but about the fan culture surrounding the big lebowski and um they're all these phd papers or linguistics papers or and or uh semiotics papers you know um that are fascinating i i love that's how people love things yeah you know so yeah i could see reading it i don't think i turn my nose up at it no. I'm sure a lot of it's terrible but i read a lot of terrible professional television writing <laughs> believe me yeah i'm it, no stranger yeah. to terrible writing x-men has always had like you were saying that relationship soap opera part of it yeah and i think shipping is fascinating when you are relating to certain characters and absolutely to dig into like well why do you really want those two characters to hook up is, yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. Well, to it's me. also because it's you know the best thing about storytelling, and and the idea of 
art, really, you know, um, is that it does get us out of our our mundane world. Yeah. It does make us look at ourselves. It is makes us self-reflective, you know, which in a, in a world where, where we... I mean, there's a lot of navel gazing going on in this world, but but not honest self reflection. And I think you know this kind of that's one of the reasons I think genre stuff has come to the fore. Yeah, there's many reasons, complex reasons, and some of them have to do with business and yeah. and all kinds of things. But I think that that it's come to the fore because that writing more directly um, allows us to view our. It's not obtuse or crazy. You know, we know that. In in the X Men that they're a stand they're standing in for all outsiders and all right. marginalized groups. We it isn't a it isn't a particularly subtle metaphor, but it allows us to. That's what science fiction does. That's even what mystery, you know, detective fiction does. Yeah. Noir fiction does is it allows us to look at that from a safe distance and it's very healthy. Yeah. So I love it that people are writing slash fiction because it means that they're thinking. Yeah. You know, and awesome. that's great. Awesome. Here's the final uh, how obsessed are you question. If you could not read or watch the X-Men without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still read or watch the X-Men? <laughs> God, me or someone I love? That's I know. tough. It's a real jerk question. So, so, so the scenario is this, that there's a stack of trade, you know, yeah. like, you know, for the last eight years, you can a stack just of binge read and get all caught up on the X-Men. But I have to take a full punch in the balls. A full punch. Or, or give it to my wife or daughter. Yes. To get pun- I will take a punch in the balls for that. Okay. I would. Now, who's doing the punching? I think this is another. Yeah, I think you're right to question it, and yes. you uh, you can make up whatever you want. In I... my mind, when I picture it, it is a strange Grim Reaper like specter whose only job is to punch people in the balls with his or bony crunch. his bony claw. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm my worst nightmare is I say yes to this, <laughs> and then it's like some MMA like <laughs> fighter. I hadn't thought you know, about that. Who, whose whose arms are like he has like a real mutant power, like foreshortened ligaments <laughs> or something. That when he cranks back his his arm, it creates like a spring loaded effect yeah. on his already bulging, uh, muscly arm, and and he punches th- right through my my pelvis. It's not that. It's okay. not that. It is so. It's, a, it's, to be clear, it's either that or this Grim Reaper thing. Yes, in the Grim Reaper, that sounds scarier. It sounds scary. That's I don't know in my mind. Scary. Yeah, it's just a specter because it's just you know it's something that has that is like it's been it did something wrong in yeah. life and this is now it's like almost Dickensian ghost torture <laughs> of it is doomed. What a terrible, to pop up and oh punch people God. in the crotch. And again, if that's what you're like, okay, I know I I murdered all those prostitutes and. Uh, what's I'll take it. What's my <laughs> what's eternal the, thing? You're what now? Really? Just because punch guy wants to read X Men, <laughs> and that's what I got to do is punch balls <laughs> or crotches or crotches. Really, for the rest? No. Yeah. yeah. Right. I right. mean, that's gonna make him angry. True, and it's gonna make those punches really land. That's true, but this Spectre's doing it all the time, so, so he might be getting a little phoning a little, some of it in. <laughs> yeah. I guess you just hope you get him on a bad day where he's distracted, or <laughs> he's tired. He's got a lot. Yeah, ugh, not a day where he's yeah. just come from a you know an argument with the devil. <laughs> ugh, I just had an argument with my boss. Anyway, let's do this. Ugh. But you'd you'd take the risk. Yeah, I'll take the risk. Okay, cool. Sure. Uh, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with the X Men? Um, lamp. <laughs> I like how on every iteration it gets a little closer to Jerry Lewis. 
<laughs> if Jerry Lewis made an X-Men noise, which is great. Yeah. Okay, so I've, I've been rating people's obsessions. Okay. I give them a quantity of seven and then something to indicate that quantity. So I'm okay. going to give you seven bamps. Seven bamps. So out of seven bamps, yes. I think you are four and a half bamps obsessed That's with That's more than I thought I would be. Yeah. Well, the, when you said that it affected your the thought of writing, when it well, inspired you true. to use that old technology, it wasn't old then, but not <laughs> super user-friendly. Not at all. Like, I'm going to work this hard Just because... A, a useless device. I have stories <laughs> I need to tell. No, it's true. You're right. And that... inciting that curiosity that you have about other people and other lifestyles. Yeah. and That's the power of... of... Of well-told, yeah, fascinating, interesting story. Yeah, it just reaches out and touches yeah. people. Yeah, so it's true. four out of four point five. I'll take four point five. Okay, I think that's. Right. I'm surprised, but it makes sense. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, here are our final questions. They okay. don't have anything to do with the main topic, but they can if you want. Okay. If you could travel in time and hug any writer, who would you hug? Any writer hugging. See, that's interesting. Yeah, a lot of writers I'd like to meet, but I don't know if I want to hug them. Okay. Like, Fair enough, yeah, because like, some of them are I just like in their filth. Way, yeah. But I don't want to hug her in a way, and I don't think he'd want to be hugged by me. Um, who would I like to hug? I'd li- I might like to hug Anis Nin. Oh, really? Because I think I could turn that hug into something sexual pretty quickly. Uh, I-, I think she You want be- a sex hug. I want to see if it's a gateway to something. Okay. She- yeah. She'd be good to hug. I might like to hug Shakespeare. Oh yeah, too. yeah. I think he's a theater guy. I think oh, yeah. he hugs. Oh, sh- for sure. Yeah. yeah. And he goes out to the tavern. Yep. And he gets absolutely. loaded. Yes. <laughs> I would. I would hug Shakespeare See, or Anna Eastman. Okay. Shakespeare because he's amazing. It's the foundation of it all. Anna Eastman because I, I think I could. I could actually close the deal. Okay. Yeah, I do. I just feel these, it. These are well reasoned arguments. Okay. Thank uh, you. If you could write one single word on the moon. Big enough so that the whole world could see that one single word. Right. What would you write? I might just write relax. That's good. I think I think I think that's what we suffer from. Yeah. I think it would be nice to look up at the moon at night and get a little bit of a reminder. Like one of these little posters <laughs> that they inspirational posters. <laughs> so you if you could you just burn the whole hang in there cat yeah, poster uh-huh. in the moon. <laughs> yes. Yes. It would be up there on the moon. Hang in there. <laughs> Hang I in love there. the word relax, though. Because... Relax. Jesus. I might even put a little Jesus under it. Jesus. <laughs> relax. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, I think that's great. Because, yeah, we, yeah we, we, uh, we hold ourselves into attention because if everybody's oh, this yeah. tense, then we have to remain this tense to stay up with everything. you can't do anything. You everything. can't do anything in a state of tension. Right. You can't do anything worthwhile in right. a state of tension. You know, you, you know this from if you're, whatever you do in your life. You know, always uh, my greatest example of this is watching Michael Jordan, perhaps perhaps the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah, I think argu- arguably he is, and one of the greatest athletes of all time of any uh, description. You know, when you see him, he's a huge competitor, an yeah. intense competitor. So it's, he's known as a hardcore competitor. He's not known as like a nice guy, really. Yeah, he's known as being aggressive and competitive. But when you see him actually playing, just take watch video or stills of him, and he's doing some amazing thing. He does not have a look on his face right. that is, 
Ugh. You know, it's a look of 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 being absolutely re- relaxed. Right. He he's completely relaxed. That's what the other people around him are not. They're all stressed out because he's so goddamn good. <laughs> but he's he's in a state of relaxation. You can't do those kinds of great, amazing things from a place of tension. And this is true of writing for me. You can't. None of it works. Yeah. None of it works very well. You can do it, but it's it's none. The best stuff comes from a place of relaxation. Right. That's really cool. I think that would be my message to the world. Nice. And to myself, by the way. Yeah. I'd be an anx- like Michael an- an- Jordan. Anxious says. person. Is yeah. Look up at the moon. And, oh, <laughs> <Relax>. Thanks, moon. <laughs> that is so great. All right. The final question for everyone on the podcast yeah. is what is happiness? You know, it's not going to be a very interesting answer. I think happiness for me is um, being, you know, being with my family. I, I, I think I'm happiest when I have my, my wife and my daughter. She, my wife, my daughter's in college, but she's home frequently. And when we're all in the house together, yeah, you know. And by the way, none of us talking to each other, which <laughs> is exactly it's three total nerds who can all be reading or online or whatever. But we're all we we tend to gather in clumps. Okay, so we're with each other all the time. If we're we're outside in the backyard. Yeah, we're all we kind of go where the other ones are, but we're alone together. And I kind of. Um, that makes me very happy because it's it's with two people who really get me and right. whom I really get. And there's nothing better than that. And you're just at peace. Yeah, it's just it's just like I'm. That's the equilibrium. Yeah, it's right there. You know, because they don't trying to quiz me and we can you know or talk to me or or vice versa. Sometimes I think we can be, you know, um, we we get each other pretty well. So I, I I'm lucky that way. So that makes me makes me happy. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think there is a peace in that silence as well as being surrounded by the people you love. Yeah. But also that peace in that silence. Yeah, and there's nothing like having a little team. I mean, people who don't have families, I totally respect that. I didn't even mean to have one. You know, I had my daughter. I was 21 years old on accident, a junior in college. But um, but but uh, people who you know, there's something about a little squad. Yeah. I mean, it, it might be why I've written so much television that's about families yeah you know and i never thought that's who i would be as a writer yeah but you know when i think of things all the time they're always about families and about the intricacies of being in those really those complex relationships you know because i just i find them fascinating yeah you know so yeah there it is that's great yep. thank you so much for doing the podcast this is fun thank you for having me yeah yeah i'm anxious really cool. to go read some x-men yeah i know <laughs> i don't know i don't know if this this new uh I'm not a fan. I, I I'm gonna get the next chunk of them and and see. Old Man Logan is cool, but yeah, so. but a little I, creepy. A little creepy. He's got his family too, but it's a little creepy. Guy Fieri, Ice Man is no bueno. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that is our podcast. All right, thanks. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Snicked. Bamf, 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 bergvloosh, and gump.